0: We're definitely living in some crazy times right now, and we're seeing things happen that a lot of us would never have believed we would see in our lifetime, and that's created a lot of fear in people. In fact, I think I've heard more fear coming out of people's mouths right now in this time than I ever have ever in my entire life. Yet as Christians, we need to be operating out of faith, not fear. And as I talked about on my last podcast, it's impossible to please God without faith. Now, if faith is the opposite of fear, then we don't want any fear, right? But my question for you today is this. Is there any fear that is good? Is there any fear that we need to have? Well, actually, fear is where it all begins. So let's talk about that. So the big question is this. What does it mean to be a king in God's kingdom? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. I'm Mitch Edlund, lifelong entrepreneur, Christian business leader, and kingdom advancer, and I'm here to speak to the king that's inside of you. Each episode, you'll be posed with thought-provoking questions, open discussion, and occasionally special guests, all designed to take your thinking, believing, and life to a higher level. Your journey begins right here on the Awaken the King podcast. It's time to wake up, King. Fear, fear, fear. Everything you hear right now seems to be selling you fear, telling you why you need to be fearful. You should be fearful of the coronavirus. You should be fearful of the future economy. You should be fearful of the current world events. Don't you know what's going on out there? You should be fearful of the coming weather, the next storm. You should be fearful if you don't lose your job or your business. Everyone's got some reason to fear, and all of those are things that could affect us. But as Christians, we know God's got our back. We don't need to fear, because no matter what happens, God has a plan for us, and that plan does not include fear, at least not that type of fear. There is, however, a fear that is a good fear, a fear we need to have, and that is the fear of the Lord. So what exactly is the fear of the Lord? Well, it's way more than you're probably thinking, but let's start off by reading a few Bible verses to talk about that. Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Here's Psalms 111.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow His precepts have good understanding. To Him belongs eternal praise. Here's Proverbs 15.33, wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord, and humility comes before honor. Psalms thirty-three, eight: Let all the earth fear the Lord; let all the people of the world revere Him. Here's Job twenty-eight, twenty-eight, and he said to the human race, "The fear of the Lord that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding." And here's one more: Isaiah thirty-three, six: He will be the sure foundation of your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key. To this treasure. So the fear of the Lord is obviously a good fear. But what does it actually mean to fear the Lord? Does it mean that I should live in constant fear that I'm not good enough? That God just waiting to punish me every time I do something wrong? His wrath for me is waiting just around every corner? Well, not at all. It's actually way different than that. It's an understanding of who God is. It's a revelation of His power. It's the beginning of our walk with God. It's the ultimate understanding that God created everything. He forever was and forever will be. There is no other God but Him. And He alone will decide where your soul will spend eternity. He alone has the power to send you to heaven or hell for all eternity. And that should be the greatest fear that you'll ever have in your life. The fear that you could spend all of eternity without the presence of God. All eternity in utter darkness. All eternity in hell. Nothing should scare you more than that. Nothing. With any other fear, the worst that could happen is you die. Or you suffer first and then you die, right? But then it's over. There is an end to it. But with hell, it's for all eternity. And that's a long, long time. Now, Matthew ten twenty-eight, Jesus says this. Don't be afraid of those who would kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So when I think about hell, it literally scares the hell out of me, and it's supposed to. But when you know where you're going to spend eternity, it's the greatest thing that you could ever be excited about. Just like the fear of the Lord should be your greatest fear, it should also be your greatest delight. Now, it's interesting that in Luke ten nineteen and 20, Jesus is talking to the 72 disciples after he had sent them out to the surrounding towns and places that Jesus planned to visit. He instructed these disciples to heal the sick and to tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. And when they returned, here's what they said. Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. And here's what Jesus said to them in return, starting verse 18. Yes, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice about evil spirits obeying you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. So Jesus is putting this all into perspective for us. Just like your greatest fear should be going to hell for all of eternity, Jesus himself is telling us our greatest reason to be excited and rejoice about should be that we spend eternity with him in heaven. Now, the disciples in this story were so excited about what they had just experienced. After all, they had just experienced the supernatural, the power of God. They had healed the sick and cast out demons. Imagine the people's reaction to that. You roll into town as Jesus' disciples, and you do the impossible. Everyone is cheering, thanking you, praising God, probably offering them money, food, expensive gifts. Imagine the excitement. Then after experiencing all of that, Jesus says, don't be excited about that. That's nothing in comparison. Be excited about heaven. So our greatest fear should be not going to heaven, and our greatest anticipation, our greatest hope, our greatest excitement, and our greatest dream should be spending all of eternity with Christ in heaven, period. Now, let's go a little deeper. The fear of the Lord is even way more than what we've just talked about so far. In fact, it's one of the sevenfold spirits of God's Holy Spirit that was talked about in Isaiah and in Revelations. Now, to be clear, there's only one Holy Spirit, but there are seven different attributes. Some have referred to them as seven different ministries of the Holy Spirit. Well, let's read in Isaiah starting in 11.1. A shoot will come up from the branch of Jesse. From his root, a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The Spirit of wisdom. And of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. So that's Isaiah eleven one through three. So here again are the seven spirits, or the seven ministries, or the seven attributes of the Holy Spirit: the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. So the fear of the Lord is an attribute of the Holy Spirit. It's the part of the Spirit that reveals the understanding of God's magnificent power and glory. And without this peace, you could never know God. You can know about him, but you can't know him. When you accept Jesus in your heart, you're getting the Holy Spirit. As part of the Holy Spirit, you're getting the fear of the Lord. Now, all through the Bible, you see The enemies of God's people who knew the Israelites had a powerful God. They had heard the stories and even witnessed his power firsthand. And they even had fear of the God of Israel. But they believed in other gods. They believed that there were many gods. They never had an understanding or a revelation that there was just one God who created all heaven and earth and who also created them. And there is a heaven and there is a hell. That revelation comes from the fear of the Lord. God's Holy Spirit. And that is where our journey with God begins. That's why in both Proverbs and Psalms, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And in Isaiah, it says the fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. What treasure? Salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. Fear of the Lord comes first. It's the foundation for everything else. Without that fear, without that attribute of the Holy Spirit, you can't grow close to God because you don't know who he is. That's why you can't get wisdom, understanding, and knowledge because you can't know how God thinks, know how he reasons, and know what his will is without having first a healthy foundation of who he is and the fear of him. Now, each of these seven spirits or attributes are areas of the Holy Spirit that you need to seek. Is how we grow close with the Lord. So in Matthew 6.33, it says this, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and that's his way of doing things, and all that you need will be given to you. So you have to seek wisdom, you have to seek understanding, and you have to seek knowledge. But you first have to have the fear of the Lord. Now, I sure hope that I'm saying this in a way that you're understanding it, because this is so huge. If you're going to make a difference in God's kingdom, and if you really want to be used by God in a big way, and if you feel that you're called to be a king and use your gifts, talents, resources, and finances to advance God's kingdom, you're going to have to seek God with everything that you've got. And it starts with the fear of the Lord. Then comes wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And I'm sure you want that. That's why you're listening to this podcast. And I am so honored that you are. So is there a good fear? Absolutely. In fact, I'd refer to this as a foundational fear, a spiritual foundational fear, because without it, nothing else matters. The fear of the Lord is the foundation for our growth and walk with God. And this is the only fear that would ever be used as a foundation for anything good. I mean, can you imagine any other fear being a foundation? Fear being a foundation for your marriage, your family, your business, your job, your relationship? What a disaster that would be. Well, faith is the only thing that pleases God. And it's impossible to please God without faith, right? But in this case, fear is not the opposite of faith. The fear of the Lord is the very definition of faith. It's my earnest hope for you that you'll excel in this fear and that you'll prosper in this fear. Now, we've only just begun to touch on the depth of the fear of the Lord, but I hope it's enough to cause you to want to seek more of God more of his plans and more of his spirit. Proverbs 19.23 The fear of the Lord leads to life so that one may sleep satisfied and untouched by evil. And that's my prayer for you. God bless. It's been an honor for me to share with you today and I'm so glad that you've chosen to listen. I pray that what you've heard on this podcast so resonates with you that it changes how you think about your calling in God's kingdom. I believe God will bless you, elevate you, increase your territory and measure rule, and fill your life with blessings, joy, and abundance so we can advance God's kingdom together.